featuring all its best from the king of instruments on community keyboards. Hello again and welcome to this edition of Community Keyboards on air and online. As usual, over the next hour or so I'll have music from the King of Instruments in all its guises, with everything from classical and theatre organ pipes to digital electronic organs, keyboards and beyond. And later in the show I'll be joined by Paul Carmen and Pete Shaw to look at the latest lineup of Korg keyboards. And this is one of those editions of the programme where we'll be welcoming a very special guest, orchestral theatre organ maestro Walt Stroney. Well, Walt made a fleeting visit to the UK in January to play a concert for the Cinema Organ Society, and I went along to the Troxy in London's Limehouse district to hear the magnificent four-manual 1700-pipe Wurlitzer organ. So here's Walt to get things underway at the console with the march, Stars and Stripes Forever. Thank you. 
delighted to welcome a legend in the theatre organ world to our modest little programme up in Greater Manchester, uh, Walt Stroney. Walt, welcome to the programme. Thank you very much. Lovely to see you here. It's a rare appearance for you in the UK. This is your only visit this, this time, is that right? Yes. And I mean, you're trying to fit the concert in between lots of other things that you're having to do on the circuit as well, aren't you, elsewhere? Where do you have to go to from here? Well... Of course, I have a major church position as well, in, in addition to my concert activities, so I have to fit concerts in between my responsibilities there. Sure. So um, that's why it was a very short trip, because I have things to do there. We have a concert there every second week, practically. And um, in fact, I have a silent film series going in that church. Okay. And there's, there's one two weeks after I come back. So. I think your career has spanned an incredible 49 years or something somewhere around that. We're getting to the half century, aren't we, without being too disparaging. What has been the uh, sort of a highlight, a particular highlight that you think that really stands out during the time you've been at the console? Gosh, there's been so many. It's hard, you know. You know, you think about uh, some uh, some of the venues that I've gotten to play. Uh, you know, the Radio City Music Hall. That was, and I got to play there twice. It was it was the first time uh, the organ had been played for a recital or concert for probably thirty or forty years, and so that was a really special event. Um, of course, playing the Chicago Stadium, which was my there have been so many. I, you know, it seems like every time I play, it's a highlight. Of course. <laughs> so coming to England, of course, is always a highlight, and and having so many friends here that I rarely get to see. Um, it's very true, isn't it? We were just in the in the foyer a few moments ago, and you couldn't walk two two feet or two meters before somebody wanted to stop and chat with you. It's amazing. I mean, you obviously enjoy the job that you do. Oh, I love day what I'm doing. Day out. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's just a it's been a wonderful career. I've I I can't complain about anything. You know, it's like any kind of work that you have. There are frustrations, mm. and there isn't a perfect job out there. But and and, if, and frankly, I'll be honest with you. I don't enjoy travel that much. Mm. I you know, there's the the getting ready is always and, and dealing with the airports today that's no fun but once yeah. i get there it's like i forget about it sure. and and i'm on another plane
your build for this particular concert, and I guess this is a fairly regular uh, billing, Walters, the orchestral master of the theatre organ. And I know you've written a couple of books about theatre organ registrations and what to what to do to create some really wonderful harmonies. And anybody that's seen your uh, YouTube videos, for example, will will have, have already heard those. What makes a good theatre organ registration? I'm still finding them. Ah, I, I thought you might say that. <laughs> I'm still finding. I think you know. I think that whenever someone goes out and and is creative and tries something that hasn't been done, that piques the ears a little bit. That that's what appeals to me. I don't I don't like stuff that sounds like oh I've heard that before. It's been done before. You know the same formula. I always like to surprise myself, and fortunately, the audience comes along for that ride. So today, for example, on the program, um, there, there'll be some arrangements that I'm playing that, that I'm, I've been asked to play, but to be honest with you, I'm not sure how I'm going to play them. Ah, so this is, you, you, you treat this thing almost uh, on the fly, as we would a say, A lot of it's on off the, go, the fly. Yeah, now, now, granted, yeah. there's, there's a lot of... Uh, a lot of planning that goes on, and, and the form, the, the general form might be the same, but the stops I use, and gosh, I might even try a different harmony here and there. The introduction might be totally different. It might be totally different. I don't know. But to me, that's part of the fun of playing theater organ. Um, you know, you had in this country, you had the dance hall phenomenon, something that we didn't really have in America, mm. but we had which came later, the pizza parlor thing. Of course, yes. yes and, yeah. and the pizza parlors were giant restaurants that seated three or four hundred people with a pipe organ in them. And yeah, the general public doesn't have a very large repertoire. I mean, there's, we call it the dirty dozen. You know? <laughs> and, and there's more than that. But I mean, you know what I'm saying? There's, there's a, a certain amount of music that's repeated, repeatedly re, uh, requested. Sure. And I always tried to play it different each time just to make it interesting. And the, the fun thing about that was that if it didn't quite work well, people aren't going to ask for their money mm -hmm. back. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. <laughs> um, I, I mean, I never had a, a disaster, but I mean, you know, you, you could experiment. And, and, and we were basically paid to practice. So, wow. if you know what I mean, and <laughs> yeah, so that was yeah, really yeah. fun, and and of course I built on that, and uh, I, I like to pride myself in in giving people something that may they may not expect to hear it played that way.
and we'll be back at London's Troxy after this break. From the nostalgic sounds of the theatre organ to the latest digital home keyboards, it's right here on Community Keyboards with Ian Wollstonehome.
been very gracious in, in, in having a conversation with me prior to the concert today at the Troxy, which is very unusual. I know many artists prefer to wait till long after the dust has settled, and I won't keep you. I've got one, one, one final question, and that is really your, um, your thoughts uh, on the digital theatre organ marketplace. Obviously, you have had one of the Allen, and you're very busy and, and obviously work with and for the Allen Organ Company but you have the uh, signature organ in your name. How do those instruments, you know, hand on heart, compare and relate to the, the, the traditional theatre organ that we've got outside there in the hall? Well, they can be quite good when they're set up properly. Um, and that's part of the... I mean, they're just like a pipe organ. They, they need to be voiced. and But once they're set up properly, they can be quite fine. And... Um, and especially in a home, they will sound, I believe that in a home, they actually sound better than the real thing would because you can tone it down. And you know what I'm saying? You could have, if you had this instrument in a home, it, I mean, it, you'd have to wear earplugs. You wouldn't have a roof on the house, I guess. Exactly. But, but the fact that you can tone them down, and they're really lovely, and, and if you don't like a rank, you just change it. <laughs> yeah, 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 I mean, yeah, yeah. It, they're very versatile. So I think they're a, they'll never digital organs will never replace the pipe organ. I don't think that. I mean, that's kind of a silly thing. But uh, the fact that they're here really benefits the pipe organ because more people get to experience the sound of the pipe organ, and it, it helps everybody. Sure. Well, pleasure to chat. Thank you ever so much for being on the bench with me this afternoon. And um, we'll, uh, we'll uh, see you later. Take care. Thank you.
a superb arrangement of Tico Tico on the Troxy Wurlitzer, and before that, it's almost like being in love on the Allen Digital STR4 signature organ. And my gratitude to Walt Stroney once again. Well, the audience for his concert numbered many familiar UK organ personalities, and I chatted briefly with Simon Gledhill, Matthew Basin, Cameron Lloyd, Michael Carter and Jonathan Eyre to find out why they were there. This is one of the flagship instruments of the Cinema Organ Society and I'm the chairman of the society, so it's nice to be here to support the society and say hello to people who are coming along. But Walt Stroney and I go back a long way. I've known him for, I think, 34 years and I've always been a tremendous admirer of his playing. Um, his creativity, um, his use of harmony, his choice of repertoire, but perhaps most of all, his use of the instrument. I don't think I've ever heard this particular organ explored quite so thoroughly by anyone as Walt has already in just the first half of the concert, from the very loudest sounds of the organ right down to single voices and everything in between. And in an organ like this, which is installed stereo fashion with some of the pipes on the left, and some on the right. He's made wonderful use of the opportunity to have a voice on the left side of the room, answering a voice on the right side of the room and so on. So I've been absolutely entranced just listening to it all and, and having been involved from the very earliest stages with the project to get the organ here at the Troxy, it's hugely gratifying to hear the organ being used with such expertise. It was only when I uh, saw something on Facebook that what was on this afternoon and I looked in the door and I thought I've got a Saturday night free so no gig tonight I'm going to see Walt Stroney because I've, ne- I've never seen him live if it's only uh, CD recordings and YouTube I've been uh, lucky enough to hear his uh, mastery really it's nice to see somebody else play the different sounds that they get out of it the programme that they'll put together I like to see what the organ does in the hands of somebody else I came a few months ago and had a go and miss myself and to hear it Played by another organist, you know, it's just completely different. Yes, I came down really to hear, to hear Walt and to hear the organ in, in orchestral mode, which is it's very good, it's, it's wonderful to, to hear his styling. To be fair, I first heard Walt uh, when he played at Saltaire when he was last year, and how he made such a small word sound like it had got about 50 rounds was beyond me, so it's lovely to come and hear him play what is the largest organ in Europe.
by Walt Strawney in a memorable Troxy afternoon in January. Well, stay tuned for more community keyboards after this break. On air at 99.7 FM and online at oldhamcommunityradio.com, this is Community Keyboards with Ian Wollstoneholm. And welcome back to the final part of Community Keyboards, in which I went along to an evening demonstration at Music Direct in Oldham a few weeks ago to hear the latest range of Korg keyboards presented by Pete Shaw and Paul Carman. Let's eavesdrop.
Peter, I mean, yes. obviously you're the dealer in, in Oldham yeah, yeah. Uh, these days, of course. Uh, again, a fairly challenging time for any retailer. What's it like for somebody involved in the keyboard music business nowadays? Um, it's a challenge, um, only in that there's a lot of competition out there, you know, and we have to be competitive in that market. Uh, one of the things that gives us an edge over many of the other competition is that a lot of the times I give personal tuition on these instruments to make sure people do understand the keyboard when they get it home so they're not left out on a limb uh, thinking I've got this thing with all these knobs and buttons and I don't know what to do with it. So I do help out people regularly um, and I do travel uh, to do that. Uh, the other thing is uh, we do do an awful lot of organs still uh, despite the fact that keyboards are popular those people that do really really want to play organ and have a piece of furniture in the in the lounge we do do it for those that fancy a keyboard and want to part exchange an organ we do that too because we sell so many organs there's not many dealers left in the country that still sell organs so we actually travel the length and breadth of England just to buy them in because there's that we get if you go on Google and type in AR100 we're number one uh, and people ring us up wanting them and also people ring us up selling them so um, we are very very uh, busy um, both on the organ and the keyboard front so whilst there's a lot of competition out there we have got an edge over a lot of the competition that is out there because we do have a unique point of view
Paul, you are, I think it's fair to say, largely well-known, and I think you alluded to this in the little demonstration tonight, as a man playing two keyboards and a pedal board, the old traditional electronic organ, digital organ, whatever you want to call it. Uh, and then, for whatever reason, and you can expand on that if you wish, um, you've decided to, to go down the keyboard route. Is this a decision that a lot of your colleagues are taking these days? And uh, if so, what's it based on? Yes, I think it, I think it is a, a decision. M- mine was genuinely for health reasons. I had a few health issues, so I was advised against humping organs around on my own anymore. So I had to go and look at keyboards. Um, and I, I think a lot of the other players are going up the same route because you can actually manage to carry your gear. Um, what I will say is I'm absolutely shocked and stunned in a very nice way at how much these products actually do these days and I use my Korg PA4X with a pedal board normally in concert etc so I play it as an organ and it does everything I need it to do. So you're not missing the old... uh, No I'm not, no because if I if I want to put a second keyboard with it I could but actually I choose to just take the 76 note keyboard out and I've done now probably 10, 11, two-hour concerts without any problem at all. And I mean, obviously, in the environments that you do play these concerts, the you know the organ and keyboard societies and clubs up and down yeah. the land, I always remember the, the sort of reticence or, or a little a lot of the committees used to feel about a performer coming along with yeah. a very simplistic setup. Has that has those sort of things changed now? Am, um, I, am I way out of I think touch? to a large extent it's changed. That there's still a few diehards out <laughs> there. But having said that, once they've heard an evening done on it, I think. There's, there's some change of opinion. I think the ironic thing is that the people who moan, 90% of those audiences we're playing to now own a keyboard at home. Um, it should be about the music and it should be about the music produced and having a good time, not necessarily criticising the instrument that the person's playing. Slight twist at this particular uh, event, which which is patently obvious to those people who were here, is that obviously you have the likes of Pete Pete Shaw, who's the, the professional Korg demonstrating concert artist. Uh, but you again, Paul, mentioned the fact that you use your keyboard and you treat it and present it in this case as somebody would if they were sitting in their own room at home from a from a home enthusiast yeah well I've I've been selling products for 40 years and to be honest we we can all sit down and and try and impress people with how well we Mm. play that's not what this hobby if you like should be about we're losing sight of the fact people need to sit down and just enjoy themselves and make some music you don't have to be the best player in the world Um, To do that, you need to put a smile on your face and not get too bogged down with technology.
Shaw and Paul Carmen, and thanks to both, along with Peter Braid from Music Direct in Chadderton. Now, you may have heard or read online or in the organ press about the decision to cease production of Lee Lowry organ range from 2019. Kawai, who own Lowry in the United States, have not been able to find another manufacturer to carry on the Lowry brand, and consequently any future development has now ended. Lowry is or was the last remaining major supplier of home organs in America, and when the shock announcement was made late last year, concerns immediately turned to the largest UK-based Lowry dealer, Allen's Music Centre in Great Yarmouth. Well, a statement from Allen's indicates that it's very much business as usual in this country, and there are adequate stocks of all models, and even talk about the next generation coming over during this year. Well, if you do own a Lowry organ, then it would doubtless be worth just speaking with Allen's for any further developments as to guarantees or servicing or maintaining the instruments that you may have at home. You can contact them on 01493 842887. Vogelman playing Lowry Majesty with Foggy Day in London Town, recorded by Lowry in Germany 20 years ago in 1999 and ending this edition of the programme. 
As ever, if you want to listen again, you can do so via the oldhamcommunityradio.com player or the programme's website at communitykeyboards.com. And if you'd like to get in touch, then you can drop me an email to communitykeyboards at gmail.com or via Royal Mail to P.O. Box 997, Oldham OL19EB. For now, this is Ian Wilsonholm saying thanks very much for listening, take care, all the best, and bye-bye. Keyboards with Ian Wollstoneholm.